Hey guys, this week we're going to be talking about Sonic Generations. So to celebrate, we got our classic and our we were the modern ones. We have our classic versions here with us. Yeah, I've, I'm so excited to meet this this earlier time version of myself. Hi, I'm Classic Crep. Your voice is so high. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I see my classic self is here. How high is, how high is your classic self's voice? They're not saying anything, so... Uh, they're, like, gesturing to themselves. It's not, like, ASL, though. It's, like... It's, like, pantomiming. It's, oh, they're, like, a little cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. But, like, a person still. Yeah, but, but like, a, a person still. Um, anyway, thanks for showing up. Yeah, of course, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I think that's really cool of you. Um... Do you, do you have anything interesting to add? I, I, I like Sonic. I played Sonic too. Oh, cool. That one. Crap, I, crap, I think we gotta, I think we gotta drop these guys. I think we gotta go. Yeah, I don't know if this bit's working. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that. Hey, hey guys, uh, we're, we're gonna go do a thing. We actually just got called in for a, uh, a big Sega meeting. We, it sounds important. So. Uh, oh my we're, God! We're you gonna... talk with Sega? Yeah, it's actually really not that crazy. Um, we're just gonna bounce. So uh, we'll we'll call you guys later. Maybe we could go out for fries, burgers, and fries. Yeah, fries are good. Uh, it was nice meeting you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Alright, cool, we ditched them. Yeah, I think they're I think they're long gone. <sighs> it seemed like it seemed like a good idea, but Yeah, and it, it would it sounded like a good idea. And anyway, hey guys, welcome to the new episode of Let's Talk About Sonic, the only podcast in the world where we talk about Sonic and nothing else. And this week we're only gonna be talking about Sonic Generations. My name is Mitt. <laughs> I'm crap. Um So how about Sonic Generations, right? That was a game that came out in two thousand eleven for all then modern consoles, including but not limited to the PlayStation 3, the 3DS, the Xbox 360, and the PC and Steam. True. Uh it was not on the Wii. Uh it was not on the Wii. I remember being part of a small group of people who were disappointed by that. Um I can't remember if I had my 360 by then or not. That was um I'm trying to remember because I know my plight with uh, that generation of consoles was I was peer pressured into getting an Xbox 360 so I could play Halo. I never got Xbox Live so I just sat with like Halo 3 ODST with no one to play with and the orange box. Um, oh yeah. And I, I had Scott Pilgrim on it and then I didn't do anything with it so I, I sold it to GameStop but my dog chewed up the AC cable which meant that I only got $40 for it and then I got a PlayStation 3 instead and I used that a lot more. Hmm. I probably would have been in a similar boat. Uh, I still have my 360. I was also peer pressured into getting it, but I was peer pressured by my driving instructor, whom I didn't know personally. I just spent several hours with over the course of weeks, you know? Um, and all the guy wanted to talk about was how cool the 360 was and how I should get one. And in retrospect, he kind of sounded like he might have been paid off, which is insane to think about. Um, but I bought a 360 because I really wanted to play Scott Pilgrim also. And the only other games I ever had for it, ever, period, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Sonic Generations, and L.A. Noir. So oh. that's my whole 360 library. I mean, you'd think with someone that enthusiastic that they'd only want to talk about Sonic. Like, come on. Yeah, come on. I mean, how do you talk enthusiastically about anything else? Yeah, like, literally, Sonic is the only thing worth talking about, which is what we're doing! Yeah, so it wasn't on the Wii. Uh, and I only bring that up because, like... Uh, I think people had their expectations set there a little bit by the existence of Sonic Colors uh, before realizing that Sonic Colors being a Wii exclusive was like there to placate people when generations would not come to the Wii. Yeah. And that's that's technically true development wise, at least like to some degree, because Colors was originally going to be the Wii version of Generation before Generations, plural, before it got spun off into its own project and then subsequently rolled up into Generations by, by virtue of it having a colors level. Well, in the time between recording and editing this episode, I've since found that the claim that Sonic Colors started as a Wii version of Sonic Generations is actually quite contentious within the fandom, 
and I haven't been able to find a single source to back that claim up. So, uh, do your own research. Which is funny. It's very funny because wasn't how, there was only like a year gap between Colors and Generations, right? Yeah, they were both November releases. That's so funny. Yeah, because I'm I'm pretty sure Colors was 2010, and then Generations had to have been 2011. So yeah. it's very funny to think that those were so close to each other. Even though Sonic 4 was a multi-platform title, um, the fact that like the Wii didn't really have Sonic games that people liked up until up until Sonic 4 and Sonic Colors, people kind of like packaged them together in terms of like Sonic's end game for the console presence on the Wii and like how it was so much elevated, at least for people who liked Sonic 4 and that was most of the gaming press at the time and less so the fandom. Yeah, it's it's funny to think that there was a time when Sonic 4 was celebrated in any capacity. Although I yeah. guess that's still like if you asked certain uh, press outlets like, hey, was Sonic 4 good? They'd probably say, yeah. Yeah, because people at that time were just excited about retro throwback stuff and yeah. Sonic 4 slotted into that mold even if it didn't do it well. Yeah, it, it certainly existed. The run-up to Generations was this this huge thing. I remember it's uh yeah it's one of the things. It, it was one of the times where I can really clearly remember what it was like to be in Sonic fandom spaces. Um, I I used to I bring up Sonic Retro a lot. It's just because it happens to be a site I check regularly, just because it's it's there. I don't know, but when I was a lot younger, I used to go there a lot for the ROM hacking scene. And there is still cool stuff happening there, less so than than in the the 2000s. But during that whole period, that's why I was like really interested in checking that site often. And I ended up becoming like a semi-active member on there in the run up to Generations, partly because people people there spent a lot of time actively dunking on Sonic Four. And let's see, in 2010. I would have been 16. Yeah, I would have been 16. So as a 16-year-old, um, it, it's very fun to dunk on things that you don't like uh, superficially. So I, I got wrapped up in that pretty neatly, and then got wrapped up in the, the hype for Generations pretty neatly as well. Yeah, I remember I was big on the Generations hype. I remember I downloaded all the demos and I did it and I played it constantly wherever I went. I like I would take my PS3 with me to unconventional places just to play it and I had the the huge monolith PS3 so like Oh wow. Yeah, that was <laughs> a task. Um but I was big on that and then after it came out even um there was all the merch that they did for it cuz that was the first big like mm -hmm. Sonic anniversary boom. And that was when Jazzwares was doing the classic line, and that was a big deal. So, oh yeah, that's right. That was like that was kind of like the early bits of them leaning in on the classic art style for for merch. Yeah, they definitely did it, and um, um, it's hard to describe because it's certainly not not like how they're doing it today. But it's a lot more like everything looks like the uh, the old Genesis boxes, basically. Right. And it was a cool look. Um. I remember I really got swept up in the idea that there were multiple paint jobs for their five inch classic Sonic figure, which was then like probably the best classic Sonic figure you can get. Um, Cause they did do at least two paint jobs. Um, they did a really dark blue for him, like, um, like modern Sonic. And they did, they did a lighter blue, not as light as he is now, but it was a little more like a, um, I don't know. It was, it was a more fitting blue for Sonic in general. Um, and I remember I really wanted that, so I double dipped. And I remember uh, that being a real pain with my family because I was really uppity, uppity, woo, uppity about wanting to go to the, like toy stores and stuff to get those things when they came out. And there was one like product photo somewhere that made it look like in between like a true classic Sonic Blue, like in Sonic Three and Sonic Two. But um, I think that was just the lighting because I remember posting about that on a. Mm. The Video Games Memorabilia Museum message board. And that's pretty much the answer I got. That sounds like an interesting place. What if it's yeah. still active? It is not. That website has not been updated in a very long time, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's sad. The death of message boards. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to mention, since I'm, since I'm not like a, a figure collector by any means, the only thing I really remember from the Jazzwares line around that time was like classic Amy, like the existence of classic Amy. Wasn't there also a classic Knuckles figure? Um, There was not a classic Knuckles figure. There okay. was classic Amy. Um, I think that was when Jazzwares had also gotten the license to redistribute first four figures, classic Sonic three-inch figure line, two, three-inch, and that had, mm. you know, all of the... Uh, the core cast that had Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Super Sonic, Metal Sonic, and Amy. Okay, okay. Well, I remember Classic Amy clearly, at least. And mm. at the time, that was super fascinating because uh, Generations only has Classic Eggman, Classic Sonic, and Classic Tails, and no one else. Yeah, I feel like there was a planned Classic Knuckles, but I don't remember the details there. Because th there's also been several subsequent uh, figure lines like that where... We have slash have not gotten classic knuckles, depending on where you look. Mm -hmm. so. But they're doing it now. They're the the classic Sonic media storm, I guess, <laughs> has has evolved past just what was in Sonic Generations for the better, I guess. Yeah, and we we talked about a lot of this last last episode too. Um, we also talked about like our our woes with the story presentation and dialogue in Generations uh, before as well. So kind of all that's on the table or, or maybe off the table. We can we can brush it off the table now. We've we've set it up already. We can push it off like a dog and we're Garfield. Wow, no one's ever likened me to Garfield before. We're both collectively like Garfield and, and the thing we're talking about is like Odie. We kick it off the table. Kick it off the table. Uh I I pull out of my pocket a little a little like board game figurine um and it is of modern sonic and he's doing the boost run with his with his arms behind and his his body way outstretched he's got the aura and stuff so the boost games that's I my like segue them. did you like that yeah i like that segue because i like the boost games cool i like them too um i've only played colors and generations i would still like to get around to unleashed i'm sure it'll be very different not just because of the you know, the whole second gameplay thing, second gameplay style. Yeah. But because of like differences in controls, the thing I always remember people bringing up is how uh, the boost button is the homing attack button in mm -hmm. Unleashed, which is it's so different. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I feel like now it, uh, it's hard because it's such a stupid idea. It's a bad idea, <laughs> but like. I I like the idea of having both a good, like, competent air dash, like, whether or not you have the boost even, and mm. having a double jump. Oh, like, yeah. that, that sounds nice to me. I like having both. And Colors, colors like, kind of does that because um, typically you're not going to have a lot of boost, like, ultimate yeah. notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> so you do typically have both the double jump and the air boost, but I guess... If there's any one to sacrifice, it would be the double jump because the homing attack also works as a repositioning tool, so it makes sense. Yeah, this is getting more into the realm of like speculative game design stuff, but uh, Sonic would probably feel really good in any of these games with like a substantial double jump compared to the the awkward controlling one that he's had in Colors and Lost World and Forces, yeah. and um, a more controlled air dash, but like still free form, so like something between the colors no boost air air boost and the the no target homing attack in generations i think like there's a lot of utility and fun out of the no the no boost air boost in colors yeah especially in colors uh generations was the um generations was a weird turn for the boost because that was the game where boosting in midair did not get you anywhere near as much forward momentum oh, it yeah. like sped you up continuing your jump arc but in sonic colors if you were in the air and you boosted you went like horizontal and you could use that in a handful of places to like sometimes it's intended like there's a part in aquarium park where um you can just boost in midair and that's what they want you to do because that's how you land on a grind rail but mm -hmm. um in generations you don't get opportunities like that mostly because the levels aren't as open air um but it's still certainly interesting. I know there was a lot of pushback to that, and I know Forces brought it back. I feel like Forces also made it a lot faster. Like, you do get that that air 
like the push that really sends you horizontally, but it's way slower. Or it's not slower. It's way faster, so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as good. Like you drop. Right. It does also have like a little, a, just a tiny little hop to it, doesn't it? I think so. I think that's that's part of how it gets the um that forward push to work. If I would assume like how it works, but yeah, there is something like that. I guess kind of like just on the subject of the boost, uh, a lot of people criticized the boost games at the time for being like, how do I put this? Because I don't want to use the phrase boost to win. That's not, that that oversimplifies things. A lot of people kind of felt that in the sense that you would just boost and do nothing else or very little else. If you just boost and mashed buttons, you could just do it. Uh, and what they really mean by that is they only played Gre- mod- uh, Green Hill Act 2, Modern Green Hill, and, yeah. and maybe Chemical Plant, maybe, um, at best. Maybe. Um, and then there's the the other contingent of people saying that uh, the boost games are too volatile because of the boost, that you could press the boost at any time and it'll be a bad decision, you'll just die. Yeah. And... People before have tried to uh, talk about like how there isn't really a reconciliation here, and um, there there is because these are just two sides of the same coin in the sense that someone could have that opinion easily playing the early game of generations and have the other opinion easily later because the whole time they're just using the boost haphazardly and they're either getting rewarded or punished for it instead yeah. of playing the game the game the way the game would like to be played i'm it's... I'm curious if you think the boost is like man i should have like i should have had some notes going into this i might have like been able to formulate these thoughts a little faster um the thing the thing i'm trying to get at is uh if the game should have been designed in a way that like acclimates people to the boost a little better because i think in generations and in unleashed to some degree, uh, you get dropped in at the deep end in terms of your understanding of the boost. Um, I could go either way, because I feel like the boost in Generations is the most accessible it has ever been on account of Sonic's playstyle being very uh, loose and platformy compared to the other games. Right. Which benefits it and then obviously makes it more difficult because that sort of platforming um move set and physics set will make the boost affect your movement a lot more like what will happen is you'll be running around like normal and then all of a sudden you'll try and boost and then you will be running uncontrollably in that direction and there's not a lot of areas in the game that really capitalize on that that aren't just corridors um so the level that I think of that's always like, this is a hard level to boost through is Seaside Hill. And that's because mm-hmm. everything in that level is huge. And that makes you want to boost to get through it. But it's also tricky to stay on all the moving parts, which makes it difficult. Um, I've never been one to think, oh, the boost needs to be heavily punishing and hard to use in order to be balanced because the boost is inherently broken and the boost is therefore bad because it babifies the entire game for you because the challenge of the boost is just a different variation of the same philosophy that Sonic has always had, which is if you are good, you will be able to utilize all the methods available to you to get through the level faster. And that's how you get better times. And there's no game that uh, really pushes that idea like Sonic generations does where every single level is relatively short especially if you know how to get through it. Like, there's a lot of branching paths in all these levels, and there's a lot of things to see and do um, relative to the boost formula, obviously, but you could still get through the levels really fast, and that's what the game wants you to do. It wants you to replay these levels um, very quickly, very frequently, and it wants you to challenge you and your friends on time attack boards and stuff like that. There's the 30-second challenge where you get as far into the level as you can within 30 seconds. Mm. The whole game is about that. So, like, when it comes to just the boost, I don't really know, because I feel like I've spent 
the most time with Sonic Generations out of all of the boost games, so I would feel like, yeah, I am the most used to the boost in this game. Also, I feel like it has the most accessible Sonic moveset because you have pretty much everything from the get-go, and it's just there are context-specific areas where you use them rather than in something like Colors where, oh, you can only use the drift in this area, or you can... Or actually, it's kind of reverse. You can only wall jump on certain wall panels, and but you can drift wherever in Generations, but it's kind yeah. of the opposite in Colors. Um. Oh, but quick-stepping, that's what it is. It's quick-stepping and drifting that mm-hmm. are only restricted to certain areas and colors, but that you could do them wherever in Generations. I, I think that's the big thing, is that they give you everything you can really use, and the boost is just an additional tool, and the boost basically just making you go faster is a double-edged sword because it is useful in the more streamlined and corridor-like levels like Green Hill and Chemical Plant. Um, kind of City Escape kind of speed highway you know stuff like that crisis city um but all those levels like that i think are very good boost levels and i think they all demonstrate what sonic generations is trying to do really well um i've dabbled in uh hd unleashed i mainly had uh Wii unleashed when i was growing up but i also have hd unleashed now and i've played it a couple of times and it is definitely harder i feel like Unleashed is the most mechanically complex of them all because of how much it asks of the player, but Generations has the lowest barrier to entry. It's just a little unwieldy. But, Mm -hmm. like, on purpose. It doesn't control poorly or anything. Like, it feels unwieldy because you are, you know, putting your foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, there's a reason that some people liken the boost games to driving simulators. Not saying that they are that, but that there are commonalities. Yeah, I... I think it's definitely an apt comparison, and it's definitely a good comparison. Um, there are definitely driving games where, like, there are there's more to do than race, and I think that's kind of the draw here. And I think that's a good place for the boost gameplay for Sonic to be. Um, I guess like it's not as bad as a comparison as it seems at face value. Like, Sonic handling like a car makes sense, um, especially in this kind of level. It's just how far removed from a traditional platformer do you want Sonic to be? Because there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, do you have a preference for Sonic being a, a traditional platformer or not? Mm-hmm. We're airing out all the, the boost gameplay dirty laundry today. <laughs> all right, if we're airing out the, the, the dirty laundry, um, I haven't actually played Generations in actual years. Uh, huh. I was definitely obsessed with it in 2011 and 2012, maybe up through 2013. Um, I got real excited about it again once I got into a computer in 2012 or 2013, I can't remember, and was actually able to run it on Steam for the first time and record it also. Mm-hmm. And so I got really excited about that, I was playing it a bunch then. And I just kind of haven't, I haven't really like given it real time since then. Um, like, I kind of want to. But when I when I think about doing it, I feel like I've experienced everything I really need or want to with it already. Um, I don't think Sonic levels have to have uh, a, a ton of branching paths and uh, different ways to get through them for it to be a good Sonic game. But I definitely think that's a trait that I admire in Sonic level design. Uh, a, a Sonic game, I get really attached to a Sonic game when it has... Uh, layered levels in such a way that I can play it again in a few years after I've already played it to death and still have like the chance of finding something I didn't know was there at all. I kind of feel like I've seen everything in Generations. Part of that being that uh, the hype train post-release, I consumed a lot of videos of people playing the game too. So I've I've seen like every branch that uh, Seaside Hill has, every branch that um, that like City Escape has. That Sky Sanctuary has, you know, the biggest levels in the game, uh, and I feel like the levels just don't really excite me that much anymore. That's interesting because for me, I would love to play it more. Um, the Steam port is atrocious; it did not make it through mm. um, modern PC check. Like, it, it is so much harder to just sit down and boot up Sonic Generations than it is to just boot up literally any other Sonic game on Steam. Like, if I wanted to just 
drop everything and play Sonic Adventure. I could do it right now. I could literally just sit here in the middle of the recording and boot up Sonic Adventure and just be playing it on my laptop right now, and I would have no issues. Um, Sonic Generations on my rig is just a huge pain to set up because it's it's got no good um, like hardware settings, I guess. Like huh. I, I can't really set it to be uh, anything that I want it to be comfortably from like a video setting uh, perspective, because I have two monitors and I always have my my tablet monitor plugged in. So like some of the time it'll just boot on that second monitor when I don't want it to. That's not my main monitor anyway. So I don't know why it's going to that. It also will just what seems like at random not use my controller. Like it just won't read properly. I it seems like that's usually with Steam's API. Like if I'm using mm. um something like the DS4 Windows tool, that will pretty much always override any controller issues in any game whatsoever, but I don't like doing that. I'd rather just use the Steam controller API if it works because it's easier. So right. like the fact that Sonic uh Generations on PC has all these caveats that make it harder to play on PC, it's like well, I guess I'm just not going to play Sonic Generations, which sucks because it's such an easy game to just sit down and play once you get into it because all you do is run around in levels and like play them over and over, and that's what you do. That's the point. So, yeah. like, I, I'm... It is one of the things that is definitely pushing me towards getting a Steam Deck because presumably that would make it very straightforward mm. to just boot up and play. Um, But, I mean, you know, $500 is still $500. Yeah. That's that's what it's like to be buying new consoles these days. Yeah. Uh, if if Sonic Generations was like on the Switch, then that'd be two thumbs up from me. That'd be great. Yeah. It, I would say that it still seems like Sonic Team is not super interested in porting their old games right now, mm-hmm. just because even though we just got Sonic Colors Ultimate, that felt like such a weird specific deal that it doesn't. It's not setting any precedence. Sega is not out here bringing, like, the mid to recent generation of Sonic games back, for for like any reason. Yeah, I'm sure part of that has to do with the um, the great unlisting of whenever that was, where they just unlisted all of their Sonic games that had like what a seven year lower on Metacritic, something like that. I mean, Sonic Unleashed got hit with that, so. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really stupid and unfortunate. I do think it is ridiculous that they don't just put them on things. Like, there mm-hmm. doesn't need to be fanfare for these re-releases. Pretty much everyone is also agreeing that, like, Sonic Colors didn't need this big re-release. It didn't really need any crazy new lighting or anything. You just had to upscale it a little bit and throw it on the Switch or modern yeah. HD consoles, and it'd be fine. And they super don't need, better. like, effort. Yeah, and that probably would have been even better for the Switch, too, because then... There's no reason for it to not run 60. It's a Wii yeah. game. It, it'll run 60 if you just run the original game on a Switch. Um, <laughs> there would probably be some issues with that for Sonic Generations because that is a PS3 game, and I don't really know how well the Switch can run those. But like, if you could get Sonic Generations at 60 FPS on the Switch with relatively no compromises to the resolution, like if it ran 720 or something, that would be fantastic. That would be my favorite way to play that game. Yeah. Generation's got, like, a ton of acclaim on release, too. Like, it is not one of those delisted because it got lower than a 70 on Metacritic games. Yeah, I think it ended up at, like, a mid-70-something. I don't quite think it hit 80 because I know that Sonic Mania hit, like, what, 85 to 89, something like that, and it was the highest-rated Sonic game on Metacritic since, like, Sonic 2. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, but is Sonic it the Generation... highest? Oh, go ahead. go ahead. We this is this is how we talk. I was I was I was gonna joke. <laughs> is it the highest rated uh, Sonic game on Metacritic since Sonic Pocket Adventure? With with IGN's perfect score. I wish you could see the face I'm making because it's a very like smug. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> It is the highest rated Sonic game since Sonic Pocket Adventure, which got like 100 on, on IGN or whatever. You were going to say something about Generations, the game that we're talking about right now? It It, it is definitely very well received. I, I think the, the main pushback that has, has come to it is basically just like, oh, I'm not that big a fan of the Boost game. And that's, yeah. you know. Um, 
I think like my biggest pushback on generations, aside from the thing I mentioned earlier, which like I don't think is pushback, it's just I'm that's just how I feel about playing the game these days. It's it's just like dang, as a big Sonic fan, they shouldn't have gotten all of their zone choices from a Facebook popularity poll. That's the funny thing. That is the most hilarious thing. So yeah, for those of you that don't know, that is literally how they chose all of the levels from Sonic Generations. There was a Facebook popularity fan poll. Well, it was, it was an official poll open to fans, rather, mm-hmm. um, that listed every single Sonic level from every single Sonic game, like all of them. And the most popular ones got chosen to be levels in Sonic Generations, which coincidentally ended up being all like Island, Green Hills, <laughs> City, you know. Yeah, you get these standout examples from people who actually remember some of the specific games and from like 06 where crisis city is actually a really cool level and one of the only parts of the game that people remember looking really interesting and cool yeah i mean at least it wasn't uh what's it called radical train right yeah yeah that would have been funny um that would have been funny i i do think that they did the best with what they could for the the choices i do think it was smart to ask fans what would be the best levels and like they did choose the most popular levels like, these are all the banger Sonic levels. It's just a little unfortunate that there's not more diversity. And I think most of it just kind of boils down to um, what was in the Genesis era, especially. And, like, mm-hmm. even more so in hindsight. Like, after Generations, because we kept getting Sky Sanctuary, Chemical Plant, Green Hill, like, over and over and over again, then it was like, all right. Yeah. To, to fill in some folks also who, like, might be surprised to hearing Sky Sanctuary, you kind of have to consider, like, Sonic's presence outside of his quote-unquote core games at that time was stuff like uh, the All-Stars racing games where both games had a Sky Sanctuary track. Uh, I think the same one. Um, Did they really both have it? Because I know it's in Transformed. Oh, it might have been new to Transformed, actually, thinking on it. Um, the first one only had like Seaside Hill and Bingo Highway, didn't it? And like, oh, and um, yeah, and the, 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 the Death Egg one. Egg yeah. Station or whatever. Like the one that had the Shadow the Hedgehog music. Yeah. Um, okay, so it was, it was just Transformed, but, like, Transformed has it. Um, there's Sky Sanctuary in, like, Sonic Forces Speed Battle, even though there isn't Sky Sanctuary in Sonic Forces. Yeah, there's like, Sky Sanctuary in Sonic Dash. Yeah, so it's... It is, like, a big part of how Sonic's being represented, period, lately, which I think speaks to, like, them reusing assets where they can, which is good and smart, Um but it's still like uh it gets tiring because we're all so used to all the games having their own unique locales even if they often reuse stylistic elements it's still like new takes on that that type of setting seaside hill is comparable to green hill but they're not the same and it's it's cool to see them until we were seeing both of those zones everywhere specifically yeah absolutely so eh um but but you're right like they did pick the most popular zones and that is good because they're good zones um yeah i just would i would have liked their choices to have been like tapered a little bit through uh through their own discretion as sonic developers and what what their interests are they seemed like so focused on um giving people what they thought they wanted through like public consensus yeah i it's tricky because i don't know like what else i would like i guess mania is a good example of like these are all two thumbs up these are all great levels um even though you know they hit the usual notes at the beginning but um there's always generations on the 3ds yeah which used the runner-ups for several games polls did it really is that how they picked yeah, that's how the that's how you get Casino Night, Mushroom Hill, and um and Radical Highway. I guess that makes sense. And Emerald Coast. And Emerald Coast. Um I guess presumably how they got Tropical Co- Tropical Coast and Water Palace also. Or not Tropical Coast, Tropical Resort and, and Water Palace, but like um I wonder if I wonder if Water Palace was actually the, the top rated the top voted for Sonic Rush Zone. I am sure, because Back to Back is very popular. I think the two most popular Sonic Rush songs are Back to Back and um, What You Need. 
Like mm-hmm. all, what you need is like the one Sonic Rush level song that I remember the zone name beforehand because it's Deadline. Huh. As someone who still hasn't played that game all the way through, I, I think of what you need first. Because I know the soundtrack more than I know the game. Yeah, um, their inclusion in Smash Brothers probably tremendously helped. Because I think... Oh, right. Actually... No, uh, only... it's only um right there, right on. Well, yeah, they're still they're still popular Sonic Rush songs, so still. Yeah, I mean that was my favorite song to put on Green Hill and Brawl. Yeah, I um, it's colors 3D colors. Woo. Generations 3DS is interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, most notably the fact that they made an effort to include handheld stages. It was touted mm-hmm. as including more handheld stages, but they chose one and a half. And that was, yeah. like we said, Water Palace. And Tropical Resort from Sonic Colors does take cues um, from the DS version. It is definitely the DS version of Tropical Resort. Yeah. Um, firstly, because it has the Burst Wisp, so, like, obviously. Um, but secondly, because it has some level design elements that are only found in the DS version, like the, the, the Tiki Heads. Yeah, the hang glider, the tiki heads that eat you and spit you out, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Which is like, it's that's cute. It's it probably only went that direction too because, lo and behold, Dimps was the developer for the 3DS version, much like yep. they had been for every DS Sonic game and uh, unleashed Wii PS2. Yeah, definitely. the The other funny thing, and I guess we'll use this to now talk about you know the other half. Um, in Generations 3DS, Classic Sonic, he's in this game. Can you believe that? Anyway, Whoa. classic Sonic in Generations 3DS is pretty close. He's pretty close to the right physics. Um, notoriously, in Sonic Generations, like in the HD version, classic Sonic is not accurate to the Genesis physics, but somehow, uh, well, that's mean of me to say, Dimps figured out <laughs> a way to, to make classic Sonic a lot more accurate to, to Genesis controls in um, Generations 3DS. So he does feel way better than he does in hd he's not perfect um mm-hmm. and he I has think... his his own problems that show up later but he's still markedly improved yeah i think it's important to note here that like a lot of people uh very very much dunk on dimps for for making quote-unquote bad controlling sonic games just because of sonic 4 like that's the only reason and sonic 4 happened that way because it was always a budget title and it wasn't originally going to be compared to the classic games when it was in development. You know, it was it was going to be its own thing. So sh- shove that aside. Of course, Dimps knows how to do classic Sonic physics. physics. They made three Sonic Advance games for the for the Game Boy Advance and then uh, made more games. I, I take it. I, I take the thing and I pull it back a little bit because a little bit. Um, Sonic Rush is not accurate and it has more of an excuse because of the yeah. way that that game controls and handles. And that is pretty much how Sonic 4 also controls, is like Rush. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they also had a hand in Sonic Genesis, but that is a more complex issue. So, yeah, like, that's a more complex issue. You are right, but, like, yeah, there was a period where they just didn't do the physics right for, like, a long time. Yeah, totally. And I, I get getting, like, I get that... Uh, affecting people's impression of them as a developer for a long time. It's just yeah. that it, it's so easy to rationalize why they would be able to reach back in their history and and pull out some good feeling classic Sonic gameplay too. Yeah, how, how quickly we all forget, basically. Pretty much. But um, um, his his controls in the HD version are like serviceable. Mm. I, he, they make me not want to come go back to any of the classic Sonic levels. They're just not fun to play. They are serviceable at best. I yeah. even even not having played Generations in a long time, I can still say with beyond a shadow of a doubt that he controls better in Generations than in Forces uh, in terms of air control. Um, but everything else is pretty comparable. Yeah, it's so tricky because I feel like Forces has its own issues with classic Sonic, where like. I, I hesitate to call them or, or one worse than the other, but they are different, and I do think that Forces gets out worse just the way that it's different. Um, it certainly does for me. I, I talked plenty uh, when we talked about Forces about 
how much like the fact that you can completely break your 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 speed and momentum in the air like screws yeah. me up. Like at least generations doesn't have that particular issue, and that it's a big deal for me. But I understand if it's not for other people. Yeah, I do remember when I when I had played through forces that um I had a lot of trouble with classic Sonic's physics towards the end. Um, but I I I don't know. I feel like part of that is also just like the automation not working as well as it should with mm -hmm. him, um, rather than the physics themselves, because. In generations, classic Sonic just feels weird. I yeah, I really don't know how to describe it. He just doesn't feel right, and it's it is like serviceable. I'm not like sitting here like doubled over over how bad it is, but like it just doesn't feel good. It feels like it, it, he came out of an alternate universe. <laughs> I can think of like a few adjectives. He's kind of heavy, which is weird because the Genesis games were never particularly floaty, but he's like noticeably heavy in generations when you jump when you fall off stuff um even even thinking back to the to the genesis games where like there was a huge emphasis on on building your speed up by by taking the time to run and go from a jog to a run like he still feels like he has slow acceleration and generations compared to that yeah which is why people use the spin dash so much aside from it just being like an absurdly good tool for him in generations it's almost like super preferable to walking yeah i i think part of it to me with him is that he feels buggy um he is definitely a lot buggier feeling than modern sonic due in part to the fact that he is like a 3d character like a fully actionable 3d character just stripped to a 2d plane so he kind of comes with the usual sonic stuck in 2d trappings when they do mm -hmm. it in like colors and generations and unleash and stuff like that but like it's classic sonic so it makes tremendously less sense um he is heavier i feel like the fact that his role basically doesn't work also has a big play oh that. yeah it's like rolling it's like rolling down a slide of molasses yeah, it's like rolling down sandpaper. Uh. The the funny thing about Classic Sonic in, in Generations 3DS, though, is that the, the Genesis era of levels, which in that game, like we had said, is uh, Green Hill, Casino Night, and uh, Mushroom Hill, is that those level designs are lifted straight from the Genesis games, which in one way demonstrate how different the physics are between you know, Generations 3DS and the original games. Like, it shows the imperfections more. But it also just shows that, like, they do work. Like, you are still playing through the levels, and it, it is functional. So it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I, I still need to play 3D, uh, Generations 3DS. I would really like to. I I could any time now I think about it. But True. Um, my an impression I have that I'd like to confirm or, or uh, dismiss when I actually get around to trying the game is if um, if having those original level designs almost like lessens the impact of the physics feeling good in the early game because it's it's in levels that you could just play the original physics in. I think that they may, they enhance it because at first I didn't notice like, oh, this is the same level. Like, I feel like it's most obvious with Green Hill because everyone knows Green Hill. Um mm -hmm. But with, like, Mushroom Hill and Casino Night, they're not as immediately memorable, to put it one way. Like, if you remember them, you remember them. But I do think that there's less people who remember them compared to Green Hill Zone, and that's my point. Mm -hmm. um, but I... It's funny, because the, the later levels are... Because they are not the Genesis levels, and they are not structured like them, they are therefore worse, because they are less interesting levels. Which I think is the big thing. Man, that's so unfortunate. Yeah. One thing that I really remember about Generations 3DS that I should try and confirm is that Tropical Resort... I almost said Tropical Coast. Tropical <laughs> Resort is basically a straight line. Like, that is what I remember it being. I cannot remember because it's been years since I turned it on, but that... I don't know. I remember that level being very rushed feeling. I mean, I believe it, given um, 
you know, Planet Wisp in, in HD generations also feels rushed in its own way. It's very different from what you're describing the Tropical Resort in the 3DS version. But, like, I bet all of the colors content in both games was kind of eked out. Yeah, because they had so little time to, to do it. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. They could... If they included another game, presumably from the Dreamcast or Modern Era, that wasn't colors to like fill in the gap and they just didn't have colors because it had just came out, what would that be? I mean, it's messed up because in my head it would be Shadow the Hedgehog. And I think that might still be true given that the 3DS version got Radical Highway for, for one of its stages. Like, I don't think that the Sonic team of 20 of 2009 to 2011 or 2008 to 2011, whatever the proper development cycle was, would have shied away from including Shadow the Hedgehog as a core Sonic experience that they then put Sonic through. That would be tricky. Like, it would yeah. be interesting. Um, I would be really curious to see what they do. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I would really want to know what they do with that. Yeah, I mean, Shadow the Hedgehog just doesn't have that many memorable locales. Maybe, like, the digital levels kind of stand out? Yeah, I would say the digital levels, um, the haunted house level, kind of. Mm -hmm. The uh, the casino level, more so. Back when uh, Mel Pontra was working on that huge Sonic Generations mod that fell through, uh, they were doing Sky Troops. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And... You know, it's kind of fun, even if it overlaps with Sky Sanctuary a bit. See, honestly, it, it would definitely be playing to the issue, but I would like to see Westopolis. That would probably yeah. be kind of cool to see in HD, but it would be similar to Crisis City, but like in a slightly different way. Yeah, right. It would be like it would be like between Crisis City and and, uh, and City Escape. I was going to say Crisis City and Speed Highway, but yeah. Yeah, true. It, it's kind of between both those and Crisis City, because those are, like, functioning cities yeah. of two different styles. I'd, I do think that Generations has too many cities, but I also think it's funny when people who were trying to make that criticism feel just a little bit more substantial back in the day were, were also including Chemical Plant in the too many cities. Like, no, it's just industrial. It's okay. I, I, it doesn't matter that you can see buildings in the background. It's not a city. It's not a city level. It's okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, we could still say a chemical plant is boring because it shows up a lot, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to really, we don't have to try that hard to justify it. Yeah, and you know, that wasn't a problem in 2011 either. That's become a problem since, like, 2015, maybe. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's really been there for a while. Or maybe 2016. I was trying to think back to like when we when we knew Chemical Plant was in Mania. Yeah, I don't remember, but like we knew that, and then we later we later knew that it was in Forces also, and whatever. I guess like one more thing I wanted to bring up about Classic Sonic is that, um, kind of circling all the way back around to the the hype lead up to Generations, people were so excited people were uh beyond immeasurably excited about classic sonic and generations when the first thing we knew about generations uh was that that teaser trailer of of sonic running through a mostly uncolored white green hill zone um and the classic sonic just pops out next to him people freaked out people completely freaked out about that yeah, that was that was a really huge thing. I remember that being a really crazy huge thing. That was like the first time we had really seen Classic Sonic in like in a substantial way in in such a long time. Like it's it's definitely taken for granted now. And like it is also a very different situation now than it was in, in 2000, 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. but like uh, Classic Sonic being back for that game was a huge deal and people were super on board with the classic modern stuff. Yeah. And I was also excited, um, but thinking on it, and especially with like a lot of hindsight and a lot of 
um, a lot of like taking in other people's perspectives over the last few years. It I, I realized that that was the point when like the design split existed. It didn't exist necessarily before then. I guess it it kind of existed at Sonic Four actually. Sonic Four was the point where it really existed, but Generations was them like acknowledging it. Um, there wasn't really anything like people complaining about Sonic's design on uh, mass in the way that they were around Sonic 4's time before that point. Um, mm -hmm. I think back to, like, every compilation of the Genesis games pre-Sonic 4 used, like, just stock character art or new stock character art for Sonic and for other characters on the box art and in menus and the like because it was all sonic even if it was older games where he looked a little different it's still just him and then sonic 4 came around and people were so angry about the way that he looked in that game that they made so many edits that uh whether or not it was always the plan to make Gen sonic generations a game where you play as modern sonic and a classic sonic with classic sonic gameplay they sure capitalized on on people feeling that way about 4 yeah the the funny thing about four is that um the the split being there for it is definitely very like in its reception, which is funny yeah. because what Sonic Four did, I actually kind of like like not in the sense of um oh it's just replacing classic Sonic with modern Sonic and it doesn't make any sense for him to look this way in this context but like having that style of badnik in a game with modern Sonic really works for me and I kind of dig it. Mm. And I feel like in Sonic 4 specifically, they only really went that route wholesale because like before generations, the the difference between classic and modern was basically stylistic choice. And like, I think that was when people were starting to really settle in was when the the partial defeatism of classic Sonic never appearing again was settling in like, Yep, it's just a shift in art style. He's not necessarily older or different. It's still just Sonic in a different art style. And then Classic Sonic came back, and everyone was like, oh my god, it's Classic Sonic. He's so much better. Uh -huh. And I th I think that's definitely, like, it, it's, it was the big thing with 4, and now it, it has, you know, become the, the, the big thing with 4, is, is that weird chronological hiccup with how Sonic looks. Yeah, I think the bigger issue is, like, Sonic 4's overall art style and uh, animation. Yeah. Stuff like that, rather than the specific uh, design of Sonic in that game. I mean, I don't love the way his model looks proportionally in Sonic 4's gameplay, but, like, the bigger issue is little things like the way they animate his, uh, his wheel of feet, his spines extending when he runs, the, the shading looking bad. So that's just kind of the last thing I think about with, with classic Sonic in that era. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that he came back. Yeah, I think it's cool too. For, for the most part, we talked about this. Yeah. Um, let's talk about everything else in Generations. I guess that's all we really have left because we kind of touched upon everything else. What else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about how there's no classic Knuckles for no good reason? There is no classic Knuckles for no good reason. I swear to God, I could... I swear there's I remember never that there been, was something. There's never been, like, a classic Knuckles model that they made or anything. Yeah, I know. I feel like there was something with, like, merch or something where they had planned to make a classic Knuckles to go with everyone else, but I can't remember what it was exactly. And it's probably going to be see. hard to look up now, too, because they've made classic knuckles stuff oh yeah i'm seeing that there is one now yeah i don't know how i'd how i'd find this out either yeah i tried i tried let me see because yeah it is definitely strange and a little disappointing that um the only classic cast is sonic tails and eggman the classic eggman reveal was kind of cool no lie but like uh-huh come on everyone at the time was uh 50 50 on loving or hating the line nobody calls me that anymore yeah 
And I think now it's still also 50-50 on loving or hating it, but it's a much quieter love or hate. To, to go back to the classic Knuckles thing really quick, uh-huh. I don't think this is exactly it. There was a classic Knuckles plush with the Generations branding. Seriously? Yes. And I remember this, and I had it, which is very funny that I couldn't remember it because it's right up there. But... <laughs> I do have it. I have, there was a set and it was classic Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails. And I had all three because I remember being stoked that they made classic plushes. And that was when, that was the time when I was all in on, on getting uh, plushes. Dang. So like that, that highlights it even more. That and the classic Amy is like, okay, here's, here's something I want to bring up. Um, this is more relevant today. And it's using information from, from today's like brand restrictions and rules, but Technically, now, Sonic, Tails, Amy, Knuckles are modern and classic characters, but other characters who appeared in classic games and modern games are only modern ones, uh, yes. like the Chaotix, and that's goofy. But I always think back to when Generations came out, and I was disappointed that the only classic equivalents were Sonic, Tails, and Eggman. I was like, every character here except for Shadow, Blaze, and Cream, has, uh, and Rouge, has a classic equivalent, and none of them are here except for Tails, and that's super weird. Because every, every level in Generations gives you a little scene with a character who is a Sonic friend, who is like, Woo, you saved me! It's so good to see you! You're looking a little rounder than usual, classic Sonic, who I don't know is classic, and... Like, it's it's a little charming, it's a little fun, but they didn't really, like, capitalize on it. And I have to wonder if they had similar ideas then to what they do now in terms of, like, the classic modern split. Like, there's nothing really to... There's, there isn't, like, much evidence for that or anything. It's just, I'm curious what they were thinking at the time. Yeah, I mean, I I guess that uh, I guess that leaning in on it only being Sonic Tails and Amy secures the fact that Sonic CD came before three. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, I did further digging. I found it. Oh, one of the, the there's two sets of of canceled Jazzwares figures from I think the three inch line listed on um Sonic News Network wiki page, and it is a Shadow and Rouge two pack comic two-pack and classic knuckles so i was on the money i was right wow so yeah that was gonna happen yep and then i i guess i don't know because there's a separate list of rejected figures and that's metal sonic 3.0 a silver repaint of metal sonic and swear to god mighty the armadillo who 100 percent would have been the archie modern design in that time that's so much to think about and and that was when they were they were Printing out the Jazzwares figures and releasing them with the Archie comics too, so. Huh. The more you know. The more you know. Because I would say that oh they probably you know they ended up rejecting it because Knuckles wasn't in Generations but like then that would be a rejected figure and also they still went through with the classic Knuckles plush so. And the classic know. Amy figure. Yeah, you're right in the classic gaming figure. You're right. So, so, knows? yeah. Who knows? I, I, I really wonder about that. Um, I and a lot of other people would have really loved to class loved classic Sonic being a generations, especially because they could have had a hidden palace, Knuckles mini boss. Um, <laughs> I think like. They had some. They had something in mind when they made the sub bosses only Metal Sonic, Shadow, and Silver. They're all Hedgehog rivals, and they're the only Hedgehog rivals. Yeah. Um. So like that. That all makes sense. But like, come on, come on. You could have had. You could have had a Blaze fight in Generations 3DS. You they really should have. They really should have. God, it makes no sense for Silver to be there. No, it makes no sense. It's. It's super goofy the way they handled the 3DS generations in general. Yeah. I know so many people in the lead up to the release of that one were really excited for 
like any advanced levels and then all they got was water palace which like water palace is is cool but like that's that's it that's that's your mobile sonic rep yep i know I, was. I mean especially because the advanced games have a lot of cool levels in them yeah We talk about this a lot. I do want to fall out of um, these episodes where we're talking a lot about the shortcomings of these games. Um, so I guess kind of for a little, a little upturn in the tone, I do still like Generations. I think it did a lot of really important things for Sonic, especially at the time. Yeah, we're we're doing a positivity lightning round because <laughs> I still really like Sonic Generations. I'm I'm just. I'm sad I can't play it more. I want to play it more. I want to have more opportunities to play Sonic Generations because it's fun. It's a fun game, and I like to play it. Hmm. It is. It would benefit from having an extremely accessible way to play it again. I do not want to take out my PlayStation 3 every time I want to play it. It's so interesting. I don't remember having troubles running it, but like I said, I haven't played it in a long time. It, it depends, I guess, on your controller because like, I use... Mm. Oh, if it's a controller thing. Oh, yeah. If you want to play on keyboard, knock yourself out. That's the easiest thing in the world. You can't not do that. But like with a controller, you just, good luck. Because I mm -hmm. think it also has like weird Windows integration or something with that. And that's why it doesn't work. But, you know, I guess that, I guess that makes some amount of sense. Like a lot of devs who are not used to PC development at that time, whenever they handled ports of their games to PCs would have weird inexplicable issues that pc devs would never have yeah that's why they need to do a big update and make the controller api good and make all That'd the cool. system settings way way better you know that this year is the 10th anniversary of Sonic generations you know this year just do it just don't do even, it. Don't even make a big thing of it. Just put it on the Switch or something. Just do it. Just do it. You'll have it done in five minutes. If we, games are easy. If we want a positive lightning round, I'll mention I still like this game's soundtrack plenty. This game has a very, very good soundtrack. Both the modern and classic remixes are all really, really good. There's basically no bad ones. I know a lot of people will say, well, what about Planet Wisp? And I feel like I still like the Planet Wisp ones. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Planet Wisp Act 1. I don't like Planet Wisp Act 2, but I've talked about that before. It just feels like a lesser version of the original song rather than, like, an alternate version. Um, but, like, the the Act 1 remix is interesting. It has its own, like, it has its own charm and unique qualities to it. Yeah, it, it matches the fact that Act 1 takes place primarily in the factory, whereas Act 2 is mostly outdoors. Mm-hmm. But I like a lot of the music. There's a reason that the Rooftop Run Act 2 remix of Generations became like the definitive version of that song. Yeah. It's in Smash Brothers. It's in Smash Brothers. It's the basis for basically every Rooftop Run remix after it. And, you know, it, it casually has a Door into Summer remix. Yeah, you know. That everyone loves. In the museum. Because Door into Summer is good. Did you know? If you hold the select button for like five seconds or something in the museum, you'll enter the trophy room where you can enter in codes that everyone has leaked online that Sega was going to release <laughs> in like 7-Eleven promotions or something. Uh, I think some of those did get released as promotions, but only some. Yeah, I think only some of them did. But then once they realized that everyone had all the codes already because they all leaked, I guess they just gave up. Which I think is fair. It's very uh, funny. Another fun fact, the music that plays when you look at like character bios and stuff in the um in the gallery area seems like it's a remix of the data select music from Sonic 3, but it's actually a remix of the gallery music from Sonic Jam, which is a remix of the data select music from Sonic 3. It's got layers. It's got layers to it. Sonic Generations truly is a celebration of Sonic's history. Before they did it every single time there was a new Sonic game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it did do a good celebration. It, I think for sure it is the last time that it that it felt like a celebration 
Um, yeah, true. Because I don't even think I can give that to Mania. Mania just feels no. like a game that reuses its levels, but Generations does feel like an actual celebration. Yeah, Mania, by comparison, is a game that is, like, establishing Sonic's world as a thing you can go back to. It's not like yeah. celebrating it. It's just, hey, you're allowed to come back here. You're allowed to re-explore these locations again. Yeah, definitely. So, so props to Generations for, for being a fun experience in different ways. It is like a party. Yeah. It's a party, and everyone's invited, including the people who don't make sense. Yeah. Sorry, Silver. It's okay. He can come back to the past to celebrate Sonic's fifth... No. 20, 20th birthday. 20th, yeah. Where was he for Sonic's 21st? He didn't even do the things that you do when you're 21. It was just a normal birthday. He doesn't want to do any of that. He was invited. Oh. Come on. I don't even know what Silver does on his days off. Nothing. That's what he does. He goes into the future and he just sits there. Little known fact, Silver actually goes back to the future for about five seconds, then leaves the future to return six years relative. It turns out the future is never actually bad. He just goes to the past when things happen because he's bored. Uh, someone make that game. Now that's a when Tails gets bored if I've ever heard one. Mm -hmm. I'm Crep. You can find me on Twitter at Crappy Blue. I'm Mitt. You can find me on Twitter at Mitsumi Mario. If you like this show, maybe you want to toss us a buck or two. Uh, if you have that kind of money to throw around, it would be quite nice. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Sonic. If you want to listen to our whole cavalcade of previous episodes, we have so many of them. We have too many of them, in fact. You can go on card.co slash Sonic, right? That's how it's spelled out. LTASonic.card.co? Right, LTASonic.card.co, I think. What? Why am I blanking on this? Yeah, just LTASonic.card.co. That's C-A-R-R-D. .co. And we have the whole episode history. By the time this goes up, it'll happen forever ago. But I reorganized all the episodes so that they're categorized by basically chunks of 15. So it should be a little easier to navigate. It's definitely easier to navigate on phones. But, you know, mm. we did it. We, we update some things sometimes. You can join our Discord. We have a Discord. We have a pinned on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter is at LTA Sonic. Wait, no. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Our Twitter is twitter.com slash LTA Sonic. You can go there yes. and check the pins. Yes. yes. And on there we have our discord where we talk about sonic and nothing else and you can get exclusive podcast updates like every single friday where we ping everybody if that sounds fun for you every time it's actually it's not every single friday it's every other friday whenever we have a new episode we ping you first to know and then you know and then you know and then you can watch it with everyone else and you can go in the podcast discussion you can talk about it with us we're there i will always see you in the next episode.